Today, Trump donates $400,000 to Planned Parenthood and names John Stamos the head of the Federal Reserve. Nah, it's all fake news. We're going to talk about fake news next on the Socially Corrupt Podcast. We're talking about fake news today. Is it fake news or is it just slanted news? More of a media bias, if you will. There is fake news out there and you do have to be a free thinker. You have to find the contradicting articles and try and find the truth. And that's not always fair. But I don't think fake news is as widespread as you may think. What we've done yet again is taken a word and misused it. I think what we're looking for is slanted or biased news. We understand what fake news is. And fake news, when it happens, generally gets called out very quickly. Reporters are aware of this. They, they try not to give unfactual information. But it seems that they try harder than ever nowadays to slant the news in the direction that they want people to view it as whether it be misappropriate headlines for the articles or clickbait or what have you. It's become a small problem, but not as much as slanted or biased news has become. And the FCC has stated publicly, quote, rigging or slanting the news is a most heinous act against the public interest, unquote. But yet those assholes do nothing about it. Right? They're more worried about pirate radio. They're more worried about net neutrality than they are anything else. And therefore, we hold our media with next to zero accountability. And the media seems to have no internal standards. And with no government standards, the only standards that are left are up to us, the standards that the public has. So where are our standards? Now, we look at corporate media at least the television side right now. And we see that CNN is owned by Time Warner. And Time Warner is one of Hillary Clinton's top 10 lifetime contributors. And even the producers and contributors of the news of CNN have been documented admitting that much of their coverage is completely false and slanted. And so you can't argue that CNN walks into this place slanted news. And if that's what you want, if you want to call it fake news, then so be it. CNN is about as fake news as you can get. And they used to be a little bit better, but they've gotten worse over time. And, and a lot of that could be because of advertisers, advertisers' views of who they need to go after, which is more of a younger population because the younger population seems to spend more money on smaller items that these advertisers sell. And so that could be it. But we keep going. We look at NBC, MSNBC, which is owned by Comcast. Everybody hates Comcast. And they may have their own priorities in mind. But as far as a political stand, Comcast donates pretty equally. And you can look at all these donations. So we move on to Fox News, which is owned by Mr. Murdoch. 
and Mr. Murat claims libertarian. He also runs a Wall Street Journal, New York Post, Fox News. But I think with him, he saw a niche to fill. And he sees that there's no right-wing news media on standard cable television. And so that's where Fox News comes from. I don't know if it so much falls into his belief category. I'm sure some of it does. Maybe a majority of it does. But I think he's thinking with his mind. He's thinking money. And he's looking at it saying, there's none of this. Let me put some in there. And that's exactly what he did. And that's how Fox News kind of spawned into being. The New York Post is another great example of that. Where you have the New York Times, which has an appearance of most to being very left-sided. I see it a little bit differently. But for most, it's a very left-sided publication. And so he goes, he goes in there and he throws the New York Post in there against the New York Times. And the New York Times is a very right-sided, pub, or New York Post is a very right-sided publication. And so he sees these niches to fill, just like Wall Street Journal. Nowadays, there are people who are competing with the Wall Street Journal, publications. But there weren't many to begin with. And so that's another niche. And I think that that's, that's how he buys his things. I think that's what he sees. But it still doesn't make it any better that it's right wing. I think that he was an effect of seeing so much left wing. He saw a money opportunity. And you look at PBS, NPR, they gently whisper to the left. But it, it really truly varies location by location. Matters where you are, what type of news articles you get on with a lot of these places. I think the left tends to cater more to advertisers, like I was mentioning before. And the young are the spenders of the small amounts. And the young are also the libs. They're the Democrats. And that creates that bias. And we go to the newspapers. We see that the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, who also claims to be libertarian. And if you look at his donations, it's pretty much equal between Democrats and Republicans. And I think that you really, truly see that in his paper. But I think that he has more writers that write to the left than they do the right. And I'm sure that when he sees fit, he directs his priorities to that paper on what he wants to see. Most of the time, I bet you he keeps his hands out of it, though. You have the hated New York Times or the loved New York Times, owned by the Sulzberger family. And you have to look at the location that they're serving to. At one time, New York Times was a right-wing paper. And now it's, it has this view of being a left-wing paper. But when you're based in the most democratic state, I believe, in all of North America, then you're going to serve to those people because that's where your money's at. And I think where the New York Times, Washington Post, but especially the New York Times gets most of its bad look as far as being far left is all the opinionated pieces. All the opinion pieces that come in, now they're not all left, they're not all far left, but all the opinion pieces that come in can spark excitement and controversy and topic. And the left generally gets the most attention when it comes to that, and we see that on Twitter. And that's more than okay, but they create a, a look for these papers that they're left-sided. And that's not necessarily the case of the actual papers when you're going in there and you're reading them. It's the opinions that are getting mixed up 
with the actual publications themselves, making them being viewed as a left-sided paper, when in fact, they're really pretty equally split whether they give an endorsement of a presidential candidate or not. They do an okay job of balancing it out until you get to the opinion pieces. And then that's where you get the outrage. And so maybe that needs to stop. However, it can be argued that one of the biggest disservices that these papers do are endorse candidates. Why do I, why do I want to hear your endorsement? You're supposed to be, again, fair and balanced. I, I don't want to hear who you think is best suited for me. It just makes no sense. And it's irresponsible because we all know that you're not doing it for my best interest. You're not doing it for your community's best interest. You're endorsing these candidates for your own personal interests and nobody else's. I mean, when in history, and I'll already tell you the answer is never, has somebody said, you know what? I think Trump represents my ideas better than Hillary. But I think Hillary falls in your ideal category much better. So maybe you should vote for Hillary and I'll vote for Trump. Yeah, that never fucking happens, right? That's like somebody saying, you know, following Islam has benefited me greatly. But I don't know if it would benefit you. Maybe Judaism is the way you should go. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't happen. It never happens like that. And so for the publications to give endorsements of candidates is really quite striking to me that it's, it's even allowed to, to happen. And, and the nerve of them to do it. I mean, fuck you. Fuck you if you're a newspaper and you give an endorsement of a political candidate. Just give me the facts and let me figure it out. I don't want you telling me what to do. I'm not for. I know most of us act like we are sometimes. But let us make our own choices. Let us make our own decisions. I mean, nearly every paper endorsed Hillary Clinton and look what happened. So nobody's listening to you guys anyway when it comes to this. So knock it off and just give us the facts that we ask for. You know, most of these people and companies have openly used their publications to advance their political gains, such as Sheldon Alderson. But it goes further than just the publications nowadays. You see, it's, it's, it's not the same as it used to be a few years back, or 10 years back, 15 years back. We have Facebook now. We have Google. We have Twitter. We have other ways of, of communicating and spreading news. And so we see former Facebook employees who have admitted to suppressing conservative stories of, of interest routinely, all the time. That was most of their job, just suppressing positive conservative stories. And I'm sure it happens on the left side, too, in, in other social media outlets. You look at Google, and their searches end up turning up two times more pro-Hillary articles as other search engines, as all other search engines. And I again, I don't want to be writing the, you know, I don't want to be writing on the Democrats this whole podcast because it's not necessarily their fault. There's just more of it out there. You see very little right-wing publications that are mainstream. But you see nearly all left-wing publications that are of the mainstream. And so, 
I don't want the Democrats listening thinking, not that many are listening, but anybody on that side thinking that, that this is a push against them. It just happens to be a situation where it's it's just the majority. You know, you're 90% of the news uh, as far as mainstream goes. And so and so don't don't take it in a bad way. It's just what has been created. And you see Twitter doing it too. Although not to the highest degree, you can see the bias when people who represent one side break the rules and not get punished. You can see the headlines of the articles are very misleading on Twitter as well. And it always feels like it's it's coming from the left side, not the right side. And it shouldn't feel like it's coming from either side. I just want to know what happened. I don't I don't need your hot fucking take on it. <clears throat> so maybe maybe we have to focus on the reporters then, after looking at the companies. And we're not going to go over a lot of them. I mean, I don't think that it's Anderson Cooper, or Rachel Maddow, or Bill O'Reilly, or Joanne Reed who are doing the most damage here. I think it's us as, as, as the public, as citizens that spread these stories, change them based on our narratives. Now, I believe Rachel Maddow and Bill O'Reilly to be trash with no integrity and no hope. And I think of Anderson Cooper similarly, but I believe that he had integrity and he had hope. And I think that he's, in my opinion, he's completely lost both. In most people's opinion, I would guess that he possibly has lost a little bit, but he's still up there at the top. But there are others like Joanne Reed who are extremely smart with tons of talent and savvy and can think on their feet and are witty and don't back down. People like Joanne Reed, who could become media's shining stars if they weren't so held back by their party lines. See, right now, for me, Joanne Reed is a cancer to media and to balanced information. At this point, all she is is a puppet. But you either love her or you hate her. And I respect her a whole lot. But imagine how good she could actually do and be by just strictly focusing on politicians on both sides of the party lines instead of just having a hard-on for Trump all the time. Imagine how she could actually clean up politics more than probably just about any politician could by doing what she's doing for America not for the Democrats, but for Americans. But she's not. She's a one-sided coin whose only purpose is to go after Trump and his staff, which I'm all for, but not when it's every fucking episode. <laughs> you know, I mean, I could get behind it if you did it to Donna Brazil or, or, or Hillary, but she doesn't. She's ruining opportunity, or at least she's ruining an opportunity at making a difference for the better of her community and her country. And although she's a flaming example of this, almost every major news anchor is as well to some degree. From Anderson Cooper to Chris Matthews, anyone on Fox News. They've all become corrupted. They need to go now. Or they need to change. And I don't think that they've necessarily taken any money or favors I think they're doing what they're being told to do. And I think they're buying into all this crap. 
and they forgot what their true responsibilities are to the citizens of this country. But again, I think Twitter and Facebook is where it shows the most because it allows people to spread fake news and hatred, which in my opinion is why we're seeing so many hate crimes. You want my podcast, my normal podcast conspiracy theory? All these murders that have been happening of late, whether it's Dylan Roof, Stephen Paddock, police being murdered, ISIS-inspired crimes, I don't think any of these happen without Twitter or Facebook being around. I truly don't. I think that we, as Twitter and Facebook users, are responsible for these crimes not necessarily happening, but for these people getting to the point where they feel that they need to do this kind of shit. I mean, the con- the, the consistent hatred, the poking, the uncompromise. I truly believe all these murders happen because of inf- misinformation spread through social media with the combination of hatred. I don't think that Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg aren't partially to blame for what's happened. And most likely you are too. And I'm sure I am as well. I mean, I get so mad reading some of these tweets because I know they're so incorrect and I know the thinking behind them is so incorrect. Whether it's from citizens or news reporters or politicians or, you know, the granddaddy of of all Twitter Trump. And I can't even imagine how someone who's mentally unstable takes these things. You know, we're arguing over such silly things like, well, why isn't Stephen Paddock considered a terrorist? Well, I'll tell you why real quickly. Because we haven't found a fucking motive for him yet. His hard drive was wiped. There's no information on why he did this at all. We have no fucking clue. So yeah, maybe he will go down in history as a lone wolf. And I'm sorry that that just fits your skin color narrative right to the T. But when you have people like Stephen Paddock and there's no information behind them, it's really hard to put a label on it, right? And I know you want labels. I know everybody wants to label everything, but you can't do it with him. Not yet. But you can with ISIS-inspired crimes because they leave proof behind that it was inspired by ISIS. I mean, without the misinformation and the bad opinions that go through Twitter and Facebook, and I'm sure I'm guilty of bad opinions as well, In fact, I know I am because I change my mind all the goddamn time. But but I don't think that these crimes happen without all of that, without all of us poking at each other, choosing not to listen to each other and trying to goad each other to the point that we either lose our jobs or we close our Twitter account or we run away and hide. I mean, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And I'm not fighting against the brutality that's on Twitter or Facebook. I'm just telling you, it's brutal. And I can see how all these crimes happen because of this. Just getting under people's skin and making them boil to the point of no return. I mean, think about how you handle some of these situations when you're reading tweets. And when you're responding with nothing but anger (laughs) and, and uncompromised. And now again, imagine how somebody who's mentally unstable with a shitload of guns takes these things. 
when you're talking down about their religion, about their culture, about their color, about their political beliefs, about their belief in abortion, about any of that stuff. And tell me how, how they don't end up taking it there. I mean, it, it, it's going to end up happening, and I think that this is the reason why. I mean, there's so much misinformation, and it starts, it starts genuine, and then it turns into a narrative. I mean, it's like when you have a line of 30 kids at the door waiting for the, the 3 p.m. bell to ring, right? And the teacher says, all right, kids, we're going to play a game while we wait for the bell. I'm going to whisper a word to the first person in line. And you're going to whisper it down the line. So the first person is going to whisper it to the second line, the second to the third, and the third to the fourth, and so on, until the, until the last child goes to the front of the line and whispers that same word to the teacher. So let's start. She whispers the word patience to the first in line, who whispers it to the second, and the second to the third, and the third to the fourth. The last child hops, in, hops up in front of the class, looks at the teacher, and says, hippopotamus anus. And the teacher in shock says, well, that is nowhere near the word patience, which is where we started out with. And it's the same situation with these stories. They get lost and changed from person to person in such a short amount of time. Now imagine how incorrect most of our American history must be. And now imagine how really fucked the story of Jesus and Muhammad has become over this much time. <laughs> I mean, none of it is probably even close to correct for any of these situations. I don't think we truly know a lot of our American history, most of it. And I'd be damned if anybody thinks they know anything about Jesus and Muhammad other than what we've found through digging I, don't, I can't even believe the words. I can only believe the archaeologists at this point. And so none of this peer-to-peer information is really to be trusted like 4chan. And it's unfortunate, too, because it's such a, a wonderful means of communication. So what do we do when most of us don't even read the article? But rather, we just respond to a tweet. Or we just read the fucking headline and make a statement on it, Right? We cho- we're choosing to be so uninformed. And the info is given to us. We just choose to manipulate it and slaughter the truth in the process. So those are a lot of the problems. Now we got to figure out how the hell we fix it. I mean, it's, it's not as easy as just yelling at people and telling Don Lemon to straighten up. Because that doesn't happen. Because Don Lemon's not getting paid by me. And so we need to figure out a much better way to handle these situations where we can get a better product from our news outlets. And unfortunately, I think that the only step here is the FCC needs to wake the fuck up. They need to step in and just what everybody loves, label these newscasts better. Make them opinion and story versus news and information. And you put a warning label on them. So you're only allowed to have a program with news and information or opinion and story. You cannot blur the two. You cannot mix the two. And if that means that your news program is only 15 minutes long, then so be it. It's 15 minutes long. 
And then you can have your hour and a half opinion and story time where every half hour, just like age ratings that pop up in the corner of your screen, there's also another warning label that tells you this is a news program. This is a program where you can trust information on or this is an opinion program. They're going to tell you stories on what their beliefs are. And once that's established, then we can start moving forward, figuring everything else out. And next, the FCC must promptly fine and punish anyone who breaks the guidelines. And they have to stay consistent after that. Once news organizations are held to this standard, it makes it much easier to decipher what is news and what is opinion, what's slanted and biased. It's really that easy, I think. But the fucking FCC is silent. Nearly everywhere. They seem to be the most useless government faction we have. We're allowing lies on commercials. We're allowing slanted media. We're allowing fake news in some situations and lies on our news. We allow misinformation to be spread at every angle from every corner. And although I have to blame the citizens for the violence and the treatment of others, the FCC has allowed their own department to become so lackluster and out of control that it's ended up protecting a citizen in no way. They failed on net neutrality. They have a strong lack of due process. And they always fall in favor of corporate interests. They choose never to acknowledge any health issue under their scope of responsibility. And there's nothing more that they become than just an enabler of most things that hurt the public in their sector. They're more concerned about robocalls and bad words and unlicensed operators than they are the spreading of misinformation. And that's completely unacceptable. That's completely unacceptable. It's okay to worry about robocalls, and it's okay to worry about some bad words, and it's okay to worry about unlicensed operators. But these, these are not the things that are really hurting our civilization. These are not things that are hurting humanity. They're just pains in the asses. Nobody wants a fucking robocall. And it's hard to trust unlicensed operators because who knows what they're going to say and where they're going to go with things and what fake news they could come out with. The bad words mean nothing to me. I'm sorry that you're you're scared of powerful words, but that's life, baby. You just got to deal with that. But they, they just they turn the blind eye to real issues. Under every president, and it's always under the authority of every president, it's not just one. It's not just Obama. It's not just Trump. It's, it's happened down the line. The FCC fails down the line. I mean, they worry about alcohol and tobacco ads, which is understandable. But there are so many other things that are more important, in my opinion, and many others' opinions, than something like that. When you have all this misinformation and propaganda being spread everywhere. I mean, you have to at least hold the television and newspapers to standards so everybody at least has a source to go to. And then if they want to hear some bullshit opinion, they can come to me or they can go to somebody else. 
but I'm not sitting here pretending that I'm the news. I'll send, I'll set up the facts that I know up front and then we'll run and talk about it. But I don't ever pretend to be the news. This is all opinion. Half of my stuff is speculation. But you have news anchors that are pretending to tell you facts and information when they're only doing the same thing that I'm doing without the bad words and the poor grammar and the slurs and the big breathe-ins and everything else. So when there's no one governing information and we're just allowed to run with it any way we choose, this is what ends up happening. Once again, we choose to blame the effect rather than the cause. The media owners, the reporters, the platforms, the citizens who twist narratives are all effects of a poorly governed system. Now, I know that you can argue, well, it's not the government. The government's an effect that we had to put in place because humanity is so shitty sometimes. But I think that we can all just take for granted I don't know. I, I, we all should just know that by now. And we need systems put in place. And so when the system itself fails, that's what I'm going to call the actual cause itself. Now, I fully support the First Amendment. Although there are admitted faults in it, I think it's essential. But it doesn't mean that there shouldn't be any repercussions for false stories or twisted narratives and other information offenses that hurt the general public from these organizations. And the FCC is there, and they're not doing any of that. I mean, I don't really give a shit if Howard Stern says the word fuck or pussy on terrestrial radio. But I sure do care that I feel that 80% of our commercials lie to me and my children. And that we allow such one-sided programming and fucking have enough balls to call it news. Now, these stations do lose credibility from about half of the nation, depending on what side you fall on. But the other half of the nation eats it up and they tune in because they have no other option and it's become normalized. And that's where we lost the fight is when it became normalized. That's when you lose most fights is when what you're fighting for becomes normalized. So if they have to hit, you know, if we have to hear one-sided shit being spewed, then we want to be able to smell our own shit, not the other side's shit. So it makes sense they either love or hate these places. But they're doing the, the whole country and you and your friends and your family a huge disservice by doing this. And you can't really clean up the other side's mess anyway. You know, I mean, you can have a left-sided, a left-sided publication that tries to expose the right side and you're going to catch people. You know, there, there are 200 public officials arrested in the last 10 years. But that's only a fraction. That's just a small fraction. You really have to clean your own house. You know, no matter how hard you try, it's an in-house thing. If the Republicans want to be viewed as legit and clean, they have to clean it from inside. It's their own mess. And it's the same with the Democrats. You know, the, the Democrats will catch a lawbreaker every once in a while from the GOP and vice versa. But you know your house better than anyone. And only you can clean up your own mess. So it's all kind of futile. What these one-sided programs are trying to accomplish. I think all they're really accomplishing is diminishing the name and respect of reporters. Creating a hatred. Creating a war between the GOP and the Dems. 
when all they needed to do was just report the fucking news. <laughs> so now we end up bypassing them and we listen to each other on Twitter and we respond in hatred, making assumptions, create more problems than, than solutions because we have no one left to trust in the media for shame on us too. You know, this is a needed and essential institution that's been broken and filled with clickbaits and misleading headlines and one-sided propaganda. So where the hell do we go now? I mean, go try and find an unbiased news source. It's nearly impossible. I have none to offer you. I can't even offer you a publication with enough integrity that I feel good enough to give out. And granted, some of it is reporter, and some of it's publisher, and some of it's advertising and income possibilities. But none of that is an excuse for what our news has become and how our news has failed us. And now you see people getting in the news because it's so one-sided. And so now we're recruiting that, and it's becoming awful. And naturally, as a defense mechanism... Reporters are inevitably inevitably playing the oh, woe is me card. And I'm not a criminal. Instead of looking back and actually seeing proof of their own writing or their own reporting. Or they turn around and they blame Trump, who serves out a lot of fake news himself. But he didn't cause others to be one-sided reporters. But they all do have one thing in common. And since neither of them take much accountability. Humans are just being humans. Picking tribes, picking sides, being aggressive towards the other tribe and the other side, as with everything that we do. So this is where we actually need our government to come into play and intervene. So we see real, fair, balanced news platforms. They're allowing us to spread this misinformation and to mislead the public with their slants and views. And it's the misleading of the public that's so detrimental to our politics, to our thoughts on the environment and science, and to everything that's important to us. So, although humanity is the ultimate cause... This one I have to put on the government for failing and turning a blind eye to their own rules, their own quotes, their own quote-unquote beliefs, which has in turn had a negative effect for reporters, publications, social media platform, and, and quite honestly what's best for human interest. They've let fairness in reporting and balanced integrity go to waste. So today the cause is the FCC. The effect is Fox News, MSNBC, the Rachel Maddows, the Bill O'Reilly's. The effect is the opinionated statements in the papers, the misinformation, the misconstruing. The effect is the hatred and the violence that we create from not knowing the actual truth from seeing the exact same story on two different news sources with two completely different outcomes. Now, we do have to have other sides. I want to hear what the other side is thinking. 
but not like this. This is dangerous, and I don't think that it's needed. And I think that, once again, our government has completely set us up for failure. And now we're seeing that failure, and we're getting mad at each other. And then we're getting mad at each other, and we're poking at each other on Twitter over it. And now hatred starts happening, and people start boiling up inside. And then the next thing you know, a police officer is dead. 50 people are killed. Eight people are killed. Three people in Walmart are killed. And it's all because of a hatred and misunderstanding. And so we're not making it any better. But we'll let the FCC keep worrying about pirate radio. Fucking asshats. And I suppose we'll try and do something a little bit better. And let's try and keep each other in check. I understand it's not our job to look up information and provide statistics for one another when we're on Twitter. That's always a big thing you hear. Well, I'm not fucking Google. Look it up yourself. And I get that. I totally understand that. You're lazy. You don't want to look it up and then, you know, copy and paste it and then and then make a reply. That is a pain in the ass. But it might help. If it changes somebody's opinion, it damn well might help. But we're just going to have to figure out a solution or else it's going to keep going. I think that solution starts with the FCC. So for shame, FCC, get it together. Do better. And until next time, I'm out.